إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فإن خير الكلام كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد Time is an amazing concept. We see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran swearing by time and different times of the day. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by Al-Asr, which could refer to time in general. But he also took an oath and swore by Al-Duha, the late morning, and Al-Fajr and Al-Subh the early morning, the dawn. He swore by the Al-Nahar, Wal-Layl, the day and night, and so on. And that shows us that time is very important in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's almost sacred. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not swear by anything that is not significant and important. One of the amazing qualities of time is the fact that time is a one-way street. You cannot make it up. Once you lose it, there's no way to reclaim it or retrieve it. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that at the time of death, there'll be a moment of regret and there'll be a wish so he told us, Until the day comes when one of them will say, When death comes to one of them, he will say, he begs Allah, he begs God to allow him to go back to earth, to this life. And the wish is, Maybe I can do better this time. Maybe the second time around, I can do better. I can do good deeds. With whatever I left behind. And believe me, all of us will leave something behind. Some of us will leave money, a lot of money, that we made but had no time to enjoy. And other people will enjoy on our behalf. Some of us will leave behind children that we haven't had time to spend with. You know, we were so busy. And we feel like we did not give it our best. We did not give it our best shot the first time. So, you know, 10 years, 20 years passed and you haven't had a chance to sit down and have a decent conversation with your teenage daughter 
until she committed suicide, or she ran away, or you haven't had a chance to listen to your son and his challenges and his problems that he had to go somewhere else. You lament these moments. You feel bad, you feel sorry for these moments. I'm leaving behind a legacy. I'm leaving behind so, so many different things. But I feel like I did not have a chance to do good with what I have. Maybe I was so focused on what I don't have. I mean, a lot of, a lot of times, people waste an immense time in wishing for something they don't have while forgetting what they have. And everybody, believe me, everyone has gotten plenty. Your, plat your platter is full and you don't realize it. So this is a big wish you have on the time of death. Rather, it is too late now. It's only a word that he will say, but there's nothing that they can do. At the time of death, there's no going back. So yes, you can have a wish. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, called it shahwa. It's like a craving you have. It's not only a wish. Imagine when you have a longing for something, a craving for something. Like you crave it with all your heart. So it is called shahwa. And this is one of the, one of the cravings that people will have on the Day of Judgment. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in a different ayah, وَحِيلَ بَيْنَهُمْ وَبَيْنَ مَا يَشْتَهُونَ كَمَا فُعِلَ بِأَشْيَاعِهِمْ مِنْ قَبْلِ It says that there'll be a barrier, like a wall, a barrier between them and, and what they wish, their craving, their shahwa. And that wish, many scholars have said, the wish to go back and live again and get a second chance. That is a shahwa over here. It is not a shahwa for food or for lust. Now, isn't it amazing that we know all of this, yet we don't take any, any action, or we don't take the necessary action. We may take some little action, but not according to the immense responsibility we have. And we all are certain that this is going to happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us it is called al-yaqeen. Death is certain. No one wavers about that. No one has any doubt. Even non-believers, they are certain that death will come one day. That there will come a day when there is no tomorrow. Now another feature of time is that it is very objective and very subjective at the same time. I mean, now we brag about how accurate time is. And we can get time to the microsecond, to the picosecond. We are very precise about determining time. Yet, it is very subjective. I mean, don't you see that sometimes uh, time is very short when we're happy and uh, satisfied and we don't feel time. And then when you are sad or you're in pain or suffering or you're bored, time is like eternity. It doesn't end. 
So that same time is very, very subjective. Now, one thing that will happen at the end of life, and this is something that we always share, this experience will be shared by everybody, is that we will feel that time on this earth, our time, was very short. In fact, even now, if you think about it, it doesn't matter how young or how old you are. Think about all the time you've had already. At this moment, it will feel like a, a second, a, a, a split second. Even if you're a hundred, all this time you've had on earth will feel like nothing. And the Quran actually mentions this fact multiple times. In fact, the Quran tells us that time in the future is very short and time in the past is very short. So let me mention two ayat, two ayat here. The first ayah talks about the future and the fact that any time in the future is too soon. It'll happen before you know it. He told us, وَمَا أَمْرُ السَّاعَةِ إِلَّا كَلَمْحِ الْبَصَرِ The matter of the hour, the hour is in the future. The day of judgment is in the future. But he tells us the affair of the hour will happen so quickly, like the uh, split of a second or the flip of an eye. In fact, the exact translation is like the flip of an eye. This is how soon the day of judgment will happen. And different ayah Allah told us, that day, they perceive as a day that is way too far in the future. But we see it too close, too soon. Anything that happens in the future is too soon. It's bound to happen. Now, for the past, it is, it is the same thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told, uh, told us on the Day of Judgment, And when they are resurrected on the Day of Judgment, it will feel like, it will seem as if it was only one hour of the day that they spent on this earth. This is their perception of this life. All this life, it could have been very eventful for you, full of action. You lived, mashallah, 90 years, uh, sorry, 100 years. But it will seem like just an hour of the day, not even a full day, just one hour of the day. It's also interesting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said here, And look how they spent that hour. They spent it in social gatherings getting to know each other. And now we have social media, which is even worse. Because we spend hours and, uh, and hours and you don't even feel it. And here it could mean that you did not have time for yourself. You did not have time for your family. You were too busy looking good in front of others, impressing others. You did not have any time for yourself. You didn't have any time to reflect upon your situation. So we see that time in the past and in the future is very short, at least subjectively speaking. Now, we are responsible for this time. 
And this is where Islam comes in. It says that, yes, it might seem short. But think of time as containers where you have to fill it with good deeds. The Prophet ﷺ told us in a hadith, we all know, لا تزول قدم عبد يوم القيامة حتى يسأل عن أربع Like you're not going to be able to move on the day of judgment. You're not going to be able to move your, your foot. You're not going to be able to make a step on the day of judgment until you can answer for four questions. Two of them are about time. The first one is عن عمره فيما أفناه about your entire lifespan. How did you spend your life? Now, I know some people are focused on uh, like time management. How am I gonna spend this one hour? And they create this, these long to-do lists. But here the question is about the entire lifespan. What if you were walking the wrong direction all along? You set your ladder against the wrong wall. Then these small uh, time management skills won't help you. Because you don't even have a vision, you don't even have a, an objective in life. So saving minutes doesn't matter then. An umureh, the entire life. How did you spend it? What were you about? What was your legacy? What did you contribute? Were you selfish? Was it all about you until you died? And the second one, وَعَنْ شَبَابِهِ فِيمَا أَبْلَاهِ is specific to the youth. Because when you're young, that time is so precious and you won't realize it until too late sometimes. Whatever you, whatever you do when you're young determines what you'll do when you're old. Very few people will be able to make a, a, a huge change, a huge paradigm shift when they're old. Basically, whatever you do right now, whatever you study, whatever you, you, you know, your vision is, you'll build upon it and you keep building upon it and later it becomes so hard to change all of that. So that's why the Prophet emphasized the time of youth. You spend your youth worshipping Allah subhanahu wa for example. It's not like someone who is going to parties all the time and getting high and all of that. And don't tell me 20 or 40 years later they're going to be the same. They're not going to be the same. Whatever you plant, you're going to reap the fruits of. And the time of youth, this is where you plant the seed. This is why you have to plant the right seed. And you're going to be asked about knowledge. The third question is about knowledge. What have you done with that knowledge? And the fourth one is, And the fourth question is about your money. How you made it and how you spent it. All very critical questions. But now the question is, well, what is the right way to think about time? A lot of us are under the impression that we have a lot of time. And it's really hard to change. It seems like we think that we have a lot of time left. Even when we're old, that does not change. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ tells us that amal, that false hope will increase. And one time he drew a line. He said, this is your ajal, this is your life line, if you will. Your life path. This is how, how long you're going to live. It's like a path, right? 
And then he drew a huge box around it. And he said, this is your false hope. You think you're going to live much longer and you're going to do much, much more. But then death comes all of a sudden and disrupts everything. This is a reality. So we have this notion that we're going to live for such a long time. Even if you sit down and count, it would not meet your ambition. Your ambition, like we're going to live 500 years. You know it doesn't make any sense, but you still believe it. I'm not going to be like the other person who died too young. Oh, he died at 80. I'm not going to die at 80. I'm going to live much longer. This is the amal. This is the false hope the Prophet was talking about. Now, the realization that we have to make is that even if you're going to live 100 years, it's just not many days left. And this is a reality because time goes by so fast. One way to put it, and this was mentioned by one of the early Muslims. I think it was Umar bin Abdul Aziz. He said, Yabn Adam, Innama anta ayyam, fa'idha dhahaba yawmun dhahaba ba'duk. Now this is really important. I mean, it sounds dramatic. He said, O oh, son of Adam, you are nothing but the number of days you're going to live. <coughs> Imagine if you, if you define yourself like that. If the number of days you have is your identity, this is who you are, he said. You're nothing but the number of days you're going to live. And more dramatically, So realize, if that is so, realize that if a day passes by, a part of you will be gone. It's like losing a limb almost. So imagine, I mean, how painful to lose any part of your body, even if it is a small part. Like, you know, sometimes a little skin. Try and remove it and you, 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 it causes pain. No one would like to lose any part of their body. But the reality of the matter is that when we live on this earth, all we got is the time we have. So we are made of the number of days we're going to live. If you're going to live a thousand days or ten thousand days, however long, this is who we are. And then every day that passes by, because there's no way to retrieve those days. Once they're gone, they're gone. It's like I said, it's a one-way one street. <coughs> you cannot recover time. Like, you know, if you lose money, you can recover money. You can make it up. But you cannot recover time. So, yes, it might sound dramatic, but it is true. And it is a wake-up call. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to take advantage of time and to seize the opportunity. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, amma ba'am. There is a beautiful ayah in the Qur'an that sums it up all. And in the small ayah, it talks about the past and the future. And what is the best way to deal with the past and to deal with the future? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Qur'an, لِكَيْ لَا تَأْسَوْ عَلَى مَا فَاتَكُمْ 
ولا تفرحوا بما اتاكم اسا از اكستريم سادنس سو هي سيد سو ذات يو دونت فيل ذس اكستريم سادنس اوف وات هابند اوريدي وات يو ميست فروم ذا باست لايك اول ذا اوبورتونيتيز يو ميست اول ذا جود تايمز يو ثوت يو كود هاف هاد بات يو ديد نوت هاف and that you do not become super happy exhilarated with what's coming what's coming toward you is the future now here the ayah talks about two extremes an extreme of sadness and usually that is related to the past i mean some people are haunted by the past they live in the past they cannot get away from their past and it makes them miserable <laughs> and the other extreme emotion is this extreme happiness that we feel about the future so let us talk about this for for a minute feeling sorry for the past will corrupt and contaminate your present moment you cannot live properly if you insist on living in the past you cannot focus on the present moment if all you can do is think about what you should have done what you could have done and this is why we believe in qadr wa'lam anna ma akhta'aka lam yakun liyusibak wa ma asabaka lam yakun liyukhti'ak whatever happened happened you could not have changed it was supposed to happen it was bound to happen this is one of the best solutions for this problem the fact that we are hung that we are stuck in the past that we don't seem to be able to move on and to move beyond it but the other problem is living in the future that is another problem i mean a lot of us would think that my big moment hasn't happened yet and you still you keep expecting it to happen in the future and then you're 60 70 and you're still waiting for this big moment where you're going to be famous or rich or whatever it is and we keep believing in that that we miss the present moment I mean even on a daily basis think about it now you're in a khutbah but some of you might be thinking about lunch so you won't be able to enjoy the khutbah or benefit but once you make it to lunch you're not thinking about lunch anymore now you're thinking about the activity after lunch maybe you want to go and have some fun watch a movie i don't know or go hike once you get there you're no longer thinking about that activity you're not enjoying that moment now you're thinking about dinner or something else and we keep missing the present moment and and living in the future and the future never comes so this is a very uh, fundamental ayah if you think about it likay la ta'saw ala ma fatakum wa la tafrahu bima atakum so so what is the solution there and the solution comes actually in a beautiful hadith the prophet alayhi salatu wassalam And if you think about it uh, deeply enough it does address the problem of the present moment where he said ajaba li amri mu'min inna amrahu kullahu lahu khair he said the affair of the believers is so amazing the affair of the believer is so amazing because in the present moment you either dealing with uh, something good something you like a blessing a bounty a favor or you're dealing with a hardship 
a, a, a difficulty. You know, you're having some hard times. It could be pain, it could be uh, a loss, it could be, you know, depression, any, any type of, um, uh, you know, sadness. So here the Prophet ﷺ told us that when it comes to the believer, his affair is amazing because it's not easy. I mean, it's interesting the Prophet said, Ajaban. He didn't say like the believer is like super cool. No, he said it's amazing, it's shocking in fact. Because the nature of the human being is not like that. You're defying nature when you do this. So this ayah talks about insan in general, not the believer in, in particular. If you get something good, if you get a bounty from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first thing you do is what? You become stingy. You don't want to give it to anyone else. You become ingrate, ungrateful. You want to keep it to yourself. And when you are touched by a hardship, you get this jaza, which is panic, anxiety. So in order to accomplish balance, and this is what it is about, this ayah, the ayah and the hadith are about <coughs> having balance. So you're not super sad or super happy. So the balance here is that when you are in a, in a time of difficulty, you are patient. He is patient and that is the best possible thing to do at the time. When a matter of happiness, then he is grateful. So he is grateful and he's thankful. And that is the best way possible in that situation. The best thing to do in that situation is to be like that. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to make us from these people. Like I said, it's not easy to be from this uh, select uh, you know, set of believers, the select group of believers who are able to confront uh, this, you know, tough time and the, the good time and to act appropriately. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to take advantage of our, of our time, to take advantage of time on earth. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to seize the opportunity and not to waste time. Allahumma rabbana la tara lana fi hadha al-yawm al-azim dhanban illa ghafarta. ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا عدوا إلا هزمته ورسمته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا ولا نفيها صلاح